Next Chapter Podcasts. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. The 500 The 500 J.A.M. been walking us down through that 2012 edition So it ain't nothing to new Hundreds more to go And in need of a friend The king of these for Angelo Talking the 500 until the end Talking the 500 until the end my man J.M. On the 500, talking the 500 until the end. Give me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. It had to be you. The song is It's Had to Be You by Ray Charles from his 1959 record, The Genius of Ray Charles, which I 100% agree with the title of that record. It's number 265 out of 500 on the 500 with Josh Adam Myers. I am the Jam Jam. I never call myself that, but, you know, we're start. got to start somewhere. Got to have code names. And uh, you're listening to the only podcast run by a comedian as he's going through Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums all the way from 500 down to one, and we are chunking away. Dude, we got 15 more. 15 more weeks until we're halfway through. At Josh Adam Myers on all social media. Uh, I post clips three days a week. I got a lot of shows coming up. I will be in Jacksonville. I'll be in Wilmington, North Carolina. I will be um, Pittsburgh. I will be in Los Angeles, New York, every night of the week at the stand in the cellar. And catch me on the Jelly Roll Tour where I'm going uh, to 44 different arenas with my main man, Jelly Roll, and Yellow Wolf, and 3-6 Mafia. Uh, it's going to rule. The Back Road Baptism Tour coming to a town in the lower 48, dude. Are there 48? Yeah, there's 50 total, right? Jesus, Josh. Should have paid more attention to school. You can get tickets to all my shows at joshadammyers.com. June are those Jacksonville and Wilmington dates. Check my website to find everything. Subscribe to the Patreon where we publish full episodes uh, for the 500. You get the video, $5 or more a month. We appreciate all of it. The Fleece Army is growing, we think, and we love you. Um, I have a lot of fun doing this. And um, yeah, it's really, I'm digging it, man. So subscribe, and I appreciate everybody that is supporting the show. 
Patreon.com backslash the 500. This is what I'm going to tell you guys. They want me to tell you this. We are only posting short videos to YouTube these days, so watch the full apps on Patreon exclusively. All right, let's get to this week's record. Uh, Raymond Charles. I don't even know if his name's Raymond, but I could give a shit. It ruled, man. I was so excited to listen to this record. Uh, I listened to it on a drive from from Bal- New York to Baltimore and then back at night from Baltimore to New York. And, man, it really got me in the kachunka. Uh, and my guest today is uh, someone that I would be honest, like we've known each other and then we sat down to do this and we had such a good time. We talked for another hour and a half afterwards and just hung out in my apartment. Uh, we did this live. This is the one and only Godfrey. Godfrey is one of the funniest comedians I know. Uh, Stone Cold Killer and uh, just a really good dude, man. Uh, you've seen him from Zoolander or Soul Plane or Joe's Apartment. Uh, Black Dynamite, 30 Rock, Louie, Law and Order SVU. Uh, the dude uh, did a, uh, on a, on a, they ready. They did, he was on Netflix this year with uh, Tiffany Haddish, produced special. Uh, you get tickets to his Hard in the Paint stand up tour at godfreylive.com and listen to his podcast in Godfrey We Trust. Fun app, dig it. Rate, review, and subscribe to the 500. Uh, follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. Email the pod at 500podcast at gmail.com. Follow the Facebook group for all things 500. Go to the website, the500podcast.com. And it is time for Ray Charles, the genius of Ray Charles at 265. This was like, before I get into, because I want to get, I want you to take me back to how you first heard Ray Charles. Oh, okay. But, but for me, you know, like I said, it was this whole day has been listening to Ray. I knew I would like this record. Yeah. I didn't renew I would love it as much as I did. I I didn't know if this was going to be, you know, I got a wall on. Yeah. Or this was going to be this slow, beautiful ballads. It had yeah. to be you. And I mean, it's just this record just has filled the house and, and it's put me in such a good mood. Yeah. Where, you know, look, you could sit here and say, because life is life. It's like not mm-hmm. everything's always perfect. And, yeah. But man, I, this, this, this album is like, is like, is like musical Prozac to me. Yeah. 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 And, and I was trying to pinpoint my moment with Ray Charles and my dad used to listen to Ray Charles when I was growing up. My dad was like, my dad's a white dude from, uh, Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, oh, okay. lived in Philly. Okay. Used to go. He was a hip, you know. I swear to God, like he was hip as fuck until he had me. I swear to God, when he nutted into my mom, all the cool. He got corny. He, he didn't get corny, but you know, he just he thinks he's cool. But you're like, you know. So wait, was he okay? Was he like a hippie type of dude? No, he was just he was a regular he, he white was a guy. Regular white guy, Jewish guy. Hung out in Pennsylvania, but, but like, but was obsessed. Like he, to be completely honest, my dad was a minor wigger. He was like a minor, but but, but white guys being obsessed, white people being obsessed with black music is nothing new. You know, it's let's let's start from the from from the fucking grassroots. Go ahead. We'll go from when African Americans, the 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 lot that was brought to America, it was the Johnsons. It it, it was the it was the Negro spirituals, and you know the slaves when they were picking cotton and stuff, they're singing Negro spirituals. Then it goes into gospel because they black churches were what refuge for black slaves. Yeah, they start singing the gospel music. Then the gospel. Then it's the blues, blues, and it's bluegrass. It was all the black oppressive music that people black people needed to sing to get through playing the spoons and the and the but you know and so all of that shit. And you got Woody Guthrie. That's when all those cats came. Hank, they started. They they watched all that shit. 
because in, you've been to Cleveland. Uh, I haven't been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I but I vote, never have. But I vote on it. Wait, wait. I vote on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been there thirteen. I've times. I've never been to Cleveland. What? I do. I haven't done the improv there yet. What about hilarities? I haven't done hilarities. Hilarities. Yet. I'm getting there. It's okay. Oh, got you. Cleveland improv is more of the urbanish one. That's the, the one hilarities is the one where it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good. The, the hilarities is where no, it's more. It's more like more whites go to that one. I want that one. I went. To, no, you. <laughs> and it's a beautiful club. That's what I heard. Yeah. Oh, it's like I went there one time. Yeah, fro um, Pigwick and Frolic. Yeah. And it's right there where I stay at the hotel across the street. It's the arcade, the big arcade um, um, hotel, and it's right across the street. But where I go, Cleveland Improv is a little bit further away. But I did Pigwick and Frolics, but I they didn't invite me back. I killed it, but I think I was too. I think I was too profane. Or, something happened with some bullshit. But I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to come to Cleveland, so I said I'll do the Cleveland Improv. I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, but. Yeah, but when you go to the hall, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Rock Hall, there's a lot of discrepancies I have in there. <laughs> What's hilarious is though is they uh, they took a Michael, J you know, they have um, an Axel Foley, not Axel Foley, Axel <laughs> Rose. Axel Foley. I did Axel Foley from fucking Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills Cop. Cop, Eddie Murphy. <sighs> That's the song actually. <laughs> but uh, um, they took the statue. Of Axel Fo Axel Rose and made it into Michael Jackson's statue. They just spray paint. Yeah, they because I know a lot of the employees there. They're like, yeah, we kind of cheated with that. That was uh, that used to be Axel Rose, and then we made it Michael Jackson. Yeah. Anyway, when you walk into the Hall Rock Hall of Fame, as soon as you walk in there, they used to have Jimi Hendrix's um 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 Woodstock um, guitar. The, yeah, the um shit, not Fender. The other guy, the guy, the uh, Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, is it Gibson? Yeah. I think. I think it was one or the other. It's Gibson. Yeah, they had him. No, Paul. Fuck. Yeah, they Les had Paul. What you say? The Les Paul. The Les Paul. Yeah, they had his guitar, the white one where Hendrix is playing in Woodstock. They have it in a case. When you walk in now, it's different. Now they changed it, redid it, and as soon as you walk in there, they start the history of rock and roll, and it's just black, all the way till they get to Woody Guthrie. You know what I'm saying? So that whole, when we wiggers, like even before your dad, there was the jazz dudes. What's that guy's name? There was Glenn, uh, what's his name? Glenn Miller. It was Glenn Miller, the other one too. That uh, Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman, who was really a mean motherfucker to his band members because he would give you the stare. I don't you know if you ever up? saw the 10 no, part series of jazz on PBS. I did, which is, but years ago. I used yeah. to have the soundtrack too. Right, right. So all of those guys studied um, spider decked all those uh, white jazz guys studied the black dudes because jazz was created in Louisiana for by a guy named um, Buddy Bolden who created jazz a black dude from Louisiana and a white and there were white <laughs> there were white jazz dudes that said man you know n-words didn't make jazz we did really stupid yeah you know it, and they always learned from black folks that's yeah. ask any rock dude Especially the British. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm no, not, I know. I, I'm just I, telling you. Know I music. Say, You're I a music say this head. on stage. Yeah. Is that is that every song that you're listening to right now, in some way, there's an element that has been taken from oh, from all oh, black people. Yeah, listen, that, yeah. The riffs are all blues riffs. They're all blues chords. All of it. 
blues chords. It's all blues chords. David Grohl, Grohl? Is it Grohl? Dave Grohl, yeah. I love that guy. He said all his drumming came from funk. Do you see the interview? I, I mean, I've- Grohl I'm, is yeah. like, dude, I learned my drumming from uh, one of the guys from Parliament. All my drumming is from Parliament. I believe Red it. Hot Chili Peppers. They were like, that's all Parliament. Yeah, that's all When they P were in their George underwear, Clinton. I was like, oh, that's P-Funk. Yeah. They did that in the 70s, George Clinton. Would you, let me yes. ask you, because I want to I want to talk about Ray and everything that you're Let's saying. Let's talk about I wanna, Ray, I Ray. I want to get to Ray. Yeah. Would you call Ray Charles one of the most important, not just he, black he, figures in music, right. but would yes, you call sure. him one of the most important figures Damn in music? Damn right, because he also did country music, which people don't understand. He also went into country before Lionel Richie was doing it. But he did country and they and but he was able to walk that line and do country. But even Ray Charles said, well, back then they only allowed we were doing race records. You know what I mean? Yeah. Race records where where you couldn't do you couldn't even be on your own album cover, black artist. Sure. You had to put a white person on there or a baby or a white couple. Yeah, sure. So, but yeah, he's one of the most important innovator in um in uh gospel music and and what, what would we call this? Well, isn't that what you said? Not, the gospel thing isn't the whole thing. If I remember correctly, in the movie that he he's basically starts playing these gospel songs with like a with like an R and B, and then he made them secular. And, and, and songs got, became secular. But yeah. then people start going like, "What is this? Is yeah, devil's music? Hell, you're, taking devil's this, with, you're taking this gospel and making it rock and, and, and roll, rock and, and people roll. are dancing in this seductive way. How dare you? He took it to but a lot of. God, a lot of people came out of the church. A lot of sure. Everybody pretty much. Aretha some people Franklin. went. Some people went back. Al Green. <laughs> Al Green, right? And he still of, got pussy. You know that he'd be like, "We gonna pass the plane around." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you, uh, sister Nancy, bring it to the back for me, real quick. You know, your God father. is good. God is good. The fruits of your labor. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> and you talking about black women in tight dresses with fat asses, oh, yeah. with hats on, My like high pastor. <laughs> How you doing, Lord, Lord, Lord? <laughs> A lot of time that Lord have mercy was like mm, mm, that. Mm. That was so. I my favorite. There's a painting behind you of, of Otis Redding is my favorite singer of all time. I love his music more yes. than anything. Yes. And I, I was listening to a record on the way back from Baltimore up to New York uh, this weekend when I was listening to this and, mm -hmm. and he kept, he keeps saying, Lord have mercy. And I'm like, I'm saying that all yeah, the time. time. Now. Yeah. That's, I love all the old expressions. <laughs> Boss. Oh man, it's a gas. Like I love that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to be like, Lord yeah, have I mercy. I always wanted to be, I always want to talk cool like back then, back then. Like when I was just, there's a new Louis Armstrong documentary, which is so fucking good. Oh, I'd love to see that. And he goes, he says, Pops a lot. Listen, Pops, I'm going to tell you something right now, Pops. I don't care about none of that, but just music, Pops. And I said, I want to be like, I want to you say can. something cool just like start that. You can. Start I'm implementing. Like, Listen, Pops. You dig yeah. or you dig. Dude, we did. You got to remember to do it, though. I know. We did a, I did the podcast, uh, a ZZ Top record with Billy Gibbons from dude, ZZ Top. I met Billy Gibbons when I was at Sirius XM. One of the coolest. Sweetest guy. Dude, we talked for an hour and 20 minutes wow. about that record. And at the end, I go, thank you so much for coming on. And he goes, oh, man, this was a gas. And I'm just like, oh, But he comes from that's that the coolest cool shit. shit. Ever. Yeah, it's, that's, but that's like. This was a gas? Yeah. So I, I try. People look at you and you're like, Oh man, that's boss, and they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like, yeah, I want to. I want. I want to <laughs> say an old ass term. I don't care if people understand. Bring it. it. I say, "Hey man, I'm copacetic, baby." Ooh, like that's that. from Bill Bojangles Robinson I from the night. I want to be like everything's copacetic, pops. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steal and add old terms. I think it's cool. I still say cats. 
Cats like some bread. of these cats come around here. I've been saying that for since I was in high school. I call money bread. Oh, and, oh and, and yeah, go, bring it back. I'm like, yo, I, I mean, I made good bread this weekend, and, and sometimes some people bread. recognize it, and sometimes people are like, huh? But well, I'm like, I remember I threads fuck. in Chicago. You know, growing up in Chicago, we'd be like, man, some nice threads, man. Threads, oh, good. you know, hey. It's a new, it's a same suit, just just warmed up, baby. <laughs> I love that because you know Chicago is a pimp city, so I would listen to a lot of the pimps. You know, just you had you you know doing shows, you just around pimps. I knew guys that were pimps, and it just the way they talk was so fucking cool. It's like, hey, baby, you know, hey, I'm just laying it down. You know, I'm just laying it down. You know, they be hitting the, you know, slapping the five, man. Oh hey, yeah, down low, baby. Ah, <laughs> give me some skin. Two so tap. Say that. Yeah, two tap. <laughs> I love it. And I did this when I was on Mark Maron's podcast. I said this. I don't know. I was one of the episodes. Even Judd Apatow said it's one of my favorite episodes because me and Mark Maron just insult each other. Because Maron's a is a sarcastic he is fucking a, asshole. He is a ratchety old man. And he's but, a brilliant but, comic. But that's when he likes you. Yeah. When you, when you shit back at him. He, I, and I said, I said, hey, Mark. I said, what is it with white guys in black pictures all over their fucking house, but you don't have any black people in your house? <laughs> he goes, shit, oh, really? I go, yeah, you got all these blues photos and shit, and you ain't interview one black person. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. That's and then funny. he just tears me apart. I love it. I same situation. We were yeah. at, he's always shit on me because I'm trying to be his friend so hard. Like we should be friends. I don't he understand. What? And then he like said something about me. He said something about me in front of people. We were all hanging at JFL, and I go, yeah. I go, Mark. I was like, I wouldn't talk, man. You're dressed like a camp counselor from the movie Meatballs. Yeah. And he, Spats. Yeah. Spats. And he was just like, he was just like, all right. He's like, you want to go smoke a cigar? I'm like, yes. Oh, that's yes, awesome. I do. You got him. I, that was it. And then once you push back at certain people, no, yeah, he, I go, I go with him. I go at him. But I, but he fucks with me. But you would Mark, have to. Yeah. Mark has always been just a grumpy old dude. But now I'm so happy for him because you know he he reinvented himself through his podcast. Yeah. Now he's in movies. I remember I I did one of his first pilots. It was called Never Mind the Buzzcocks, and it was me and who's been my friend for a long time, Matchbox Twenty. Um, uh, I the lead singer. Yeah, oh, Rob. 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 Give me your heart, make it real. Well, don't forget about it. Oh, oh. And so, Matt, Rob. Shit. Rob, but he's, it was me, him, Big Popper from Blues Travelers. When he lost his weight. It was me, him. We were all panelists. And it was Rob's wife. You can look that up. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm remembering. Okay. I'm remembering. Give me your heart. Make it real. <laughs> make it real. Because I'm gonna sing look. that on stage somehow. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, you look like you fucked dude. Give, give me your heart. Make it real. Oh, oh just forget, forget about it. Yeah, what a nice guy. The nicest dude in the world. Says yeah. Always remembers me. You know, when I see him, especially when I was on Sirius XM for like two years, he would be like, yo, God, what's up? And boom, boom, boom. You know, that was yeah. always great. And yeah. And Mark Marin was the host of this British. We It was a British show we were copying. Never mind the Buzzcocks. That was like the last time he was like in TV, TV. And then he just was like, couldn't catch a break. And then he, that then the podcast. I remember. Came. 
I yeah. remember he um, he used to he used to do a show where I created the goddamn comedy jam. He mm -hmm. used to come in and do drop in spots. Yeah, uh, it was it was uh, Sarah Tiana and Laura Valdivia show, so I'm not taking yeah. responsibility for it. But but they would put him up, and he would he was just like right at the beginning of the podcast popping. Yeah, and he was just I remember like I would go up, I'm a new comic, and I would do these insane act outs. Cause I was still figuring out how to be funny in front of people. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I just acted like a bee, like a bee being like after it stings you and knowing it's going to die. And then like yeah. walking away, like, fuck you, man, <laughs> you aren't worth it. What the fuck? And then, and then he just like looked at me like the disdain in his oh, face. He hated it. it yeah. He hated it. He hated it. Hack. First time he did the goddamn comedy. Yeah. For, I talked about this when we did my podcast. First time he did the so podcast. Mark First time he did, he did the 500, not the 500. I'm sorry. Lenny the that's that's Lenny Bruce and Axel Rose. That's the logo. Okay, the for, half. Okay, yeah, you see it. Axel's on the left. Lenny's okay. on the right. Yeah, yeah. I see the half face. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, but the first time I did the jam, or he did the jam, he was subbing in for Burr because Burr couldn't make it. Right. And uh, he showed. Wait, shows drumming. Burr would drum. Yeah, but, but I know Mar Burr. But Marin drums. Marin plays guitar, and that. he's gonna sing. And it was also like the the performance was one of the best ones anybody's ever done. It was right. so magic. He did the Stones. Okay. He did Little Red Rooster, mm. and then he because it's so funny, man. Like he, I go, so I go. Well, you listen to the show, you sing a song, you play guitar, and he goes, "All right, well, I want to do a Stone song." And I go, "Oh man, fucking Jumpin' Jack Flash, Symphony for He's the like, Devil." Nope. And he goes, "No, nah, I want to do the no." It's funny because I go, "If the I say if the audience knows it, you're gonna kill." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah I could give a fuck about the audience." <laughs> He's like, "I'm gonna do this 1967 Japanese only release Little Red Rooster that nobody knows," and I'm like. Okay, hey, that's Mark Maron. And then he goes, but I'll do Sympathy for the Devil after that. Oh. And when he, when we, the, the soloing people weren't crazy, but the second my keyboardist dropped the first chord for Sympathy and everybody knew what it was, me, I mean, me it fucking, it was, myself. did you guys do the, <laughs> we did everything, dude. That's fucking amazing. We did that. Oh. But what was funny was I was doing the intro and yeah. I'm all high energy and I'm jumping yeah. up on seats. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember I jump on the the, the, the armrest like this. Yeah. There's a dude sitting here and I'm standing looking Balls down. Balls at him. And I've just got my his head and I'm like skull fucking his head as I'm singing. And I remember the, uh, the club's all dark except for one light that's on and the Maren, light is hitting Mark Maron's face. And Mark's just like, I love it. Like, I, what are you doing? Yeah. That's and, so fucking I'm still, I'm but still trying to be friends with him. Merritt is just such a purist on originality, and like, because I, you know, I did a lot of shows with Merritt at the at the cellar when the cellar only had one show I'd... from nine to three a.m. I used to host it from nine to three a.m. straight. You used to host it five years. Wow. I hosted it five when I first got to New York, and I I auditioned for Esty. And I had to get referrals. And then I finally auditioned, because I was a comic strip guy. Me, Tom Papa, we were all comic strip guys. Then when I went downtown, I was doing Boston Comedy Club. Then I would go to, to the cellar. i go, I got to get in the cellar. So I, got, I think Jim Norton helped me out and somebody else. And then it took me a while. And then Esty gave me a, you know, a, an audition, killed it. Then she goes, oh, you, I want you to do you MC. I want you to, you know. So I am, this is when it was nine. Room. Yeah. And you would have to pay the comics, hold all the receipts. You had to, as the host. Yeah, not the managers. So it was like, and it would always be Todd Barry first, because of it, Greg, Greg Rogel. Then it was Marin or Marin or Silverman. Then it was Tom Cotter. Then there was, it, it was uh, Jim Norton, Robert Kelly, Bill Burr, sometimes Patrice, Keith Robinson. You know, these were, 
this was the lineup. Like it was all these, you know, sometimes Seinfeld would come in, Robin Williams would come in, Romano would come in, Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back Carter wow, yeah. would come in. I was working with the, this was the lineup every night. And I was until and Colin Quinn and Colin told me one day, he said, yeah, you should stop hosting and start doing your sets, man. Don't, don't get you too good for that shit. That's cool to get it under your belt. And I left because I stopped hosting because Colin said, start working your shit. You don't want to be too choppy. If you, it was the smartest move. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. She actually wanted, because I hosted this thing one night yeah. for Mint, and um, Liz told her, I did the music shit up front, yeah. and yeah. the show was great. Yeah. And Liz told Esty, and then the next week I had six hosting gigs. And no, I, and yeah, because you got that energy. But I, but I texted her. I go, listen, I actually hit a bill. I was like, Bill, what do I do, man? I don't want to host. Like, and he goes, <laughs> yeah. tell her. You, so yeah, she has to go, why? Why not? Oh, why? no. I, I, I very, very perfectly, <laughs> like, trust me, I was nervous. And it, it actually fucked me up because she stopped booking me for a minute. <laughs> of course. She but, has to get mad first. But I, I <laughs> you're not wrong. But I literally, <laughs> I, I say, I say, it's just not, it doesn't work with what I. I'm trying to I'm trying to work on my set. I'm working oh, towards something, shit. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, if, you, if I'll do it this week and I'll do it in dropouts. Okay, I'll do it once in a while, but just not, not never as much. Did. She was like, nope. Nope. Yeah, she did not like yeah, that. Yeah, I had to do it too. I go, um, SD, yeah, I, I just think I'm going to work on my sets now. I don't want to. She goes, but what, what, what's wrong? You're a good host. You're a good MC. I said, I know, but I want to be. And she goes, okay. Okay, no problem. <laughs> she just crosses your name. Oh, off I was head. empty for a while. Then yeah. it came back. Yeah. It was like she first has to be like. <laughs> well, I think it's. I think the thing is, is that yes, you can be mad at a comic and not book them, but funny's funny. And yeah, funny she knew that. Ultimately, she, is she knew what that. And, and, yeah. and success and all of that. And, she knew that. And I think there's this big thing, and it's not shitting on the seller because I love the seller or the comedy store. Is that. I say you don't need any of these clubs. You just got to fucking work anywhere. And if yeah, you're if, if you're you, a good comic, you'll work. And- you'll work if you work your craft. Stage time is stage time. Yeah, but there is a difference <laughs> between seller underground. And oh he, god! And, yeah. and, and they just bought the McDonald's next door. I know. I've I've heard very good stories about that place. It's a fucking rap. That bro. was. It's it's literally Comedy Cellar University. It's it. They already got four rooms. They got 75 shows a week, 15 a night. You don't got to go anywhere. It's Noam is MacArthur. It's going to hurt that much more when I only get one show a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? You'll be able to, I, it might be a music venue because it might be good for your shit. I hope so. It might be even fucking amazing because Noam is a musician. I know. And, and a real good one. And I've jammed with him. Yeah, I've he's jammed good. with him on Mondays. He's great. His, His pops was. His pops, Manny. Really? That's 
The seller is called Menachem Dwarman's Comedy Seller. Manny, when he was around, because I knew Manny, Manny was, Manny kept the seller really, really tight. And I liked it like that. Manny would literally, when it was just the comedy seller, he would watch an act on TV, on, on stage. Him and Esty would talk in Hebrew. Him and get him the fuck off. Fuck that shit. Okay, light him. They, yo, it was, Manny was a funny old motherfucker too. And he was like not playing games. He'd be like, if this person sucks, he'd be like, and he would, and he was a funny, he would, and we, I'd be standing there. He goes, get the fucking cane. <laughs> and he'd laugh and run off. Yeah. He, he had a, he had a belt with a knife in it. He had one of these belts <laughs> with a big blade at the end. He'd go, let me show you something. And was he Israeli? Is he Israeli? Israeli okay. Fuck. Okay. He would open his. He would open his belt and go, just in case they try to attack me. <laughs> he had a, he was a, he's a, he was a really I've always thought about that too. And this isn't, I'm glad it's never happened, but there yeah. were like, especially at a place, cause I, you know, I started the comedy store with yeah. the comedy store yeah. at one point when I started when Tommy was the, Ugh. was the booker. Yeah. But, dude, but it was the, 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 the comedians ran the club. Yeah. It was like, it was insane the way I've watched, and I won't name names, but I've watched comics shame people out of their career. Wow. out of their dreams wow. by just making fun of them. And there were some people that you're like, I wouldn't be shocked if this guy got a gun, yep. showed up there and y shot up the comedy store. Like I'm uh, surprised there's not has that hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened. A lot of comics get Please, bitter. by the way, do not do this. No, no, don't do this, buddy. A lot, of comedian, a lot of comedians, <laughs> it's so amazing how people will shoot up a school, you know, shoot up school, shoot up post off or whatever, go postal and comedy deserves this so badly <laughs> but nobody should do it but nobody. the, 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 the way that. you're treated yes i'm surprised there's not assault rifle shit happening coming into a comedy go i'm fucking sick of you you promised me spots oh, i'm never gonna make it well you're never gonna make it <laughs> on some real shit yeah. like i mean and remember, don't try to twist our conversation into go and do it. Fuck no. 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 But the the way I've been treated, we've all been shit on. I go, wow, yeah. I would really like to take a bat to this motherfucker's legs. Yeah. Like fucking you, like Kathy Bates and misery. Just you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, some, some club owner. Yeah. Just, yeah, stupid. How does it feel? Huh? That would, you know what? But yeah, I think we got a movie. I think we've got a movie. All right, dude. Yo, let's write one. <laughs> let's write this shit, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. This is a fucking movie. Hold up a comedy club. Premiere 2026. I'm being realistic. Hell yeah. Being very realistic. It's <laughs> yeah. going to take us time. We still haven't even talked about Ray Charles. <laughs> yep. We're getting God to Ray Charles. God damn it, dude. Let's this get is to Ray Charles. I love talking to you. And, and let's, let's get to Ray. Let's get to Ray. <laughs> for, for 15 more minutes we're comics we go to tangents and we come this back is, I have trust me I need we this. digress if you don't know about Ray Charles watch the fucking movie people this yeah great Jamie, Jamie murdered it it was fantastic man he did such a great job and Ray Charles man just he is one of those guys that was not fancy he was just very very you know standard but he was very good that's why you, you always think of all the other like Otis Redding Big personality, good-looking dude, you know. He's a rock star, dude. He's a he rock was, star. He, he had more energy than any person. And he I'd was ever amazing, seen. and it's sad because he had to take that flight. I was like, Ray, uh, 
And Otis. the worst part is that the one song that everybody knows by him sitting on the dock of the, the bay is a great song. It does yeah, not represent Hell what Otis no, Redding got, was. Wait, even the original Respect, he got so many cold songs. So many. You know what I mean? Come to that man. He's like, sock it to me now. Sock it to me. Make your backbone slip. him and what about Wilson Pickett? Yeah. Wilson Pickett, Tommy Lee, Tom, Tom, Tom Jones idolized Wilson Pickett. Like... He, he there was those guys molded from that Wilson Pickett, um, him James. Br- I mean, they all had that ugh, that soul Southern fucking that voice coming from like the mud. Gnarly. They all sound like me. Just good God. I got, I, got, I got good God voice. Ah, good God. <laughs> you got you got fucking death Sack metal. You got now. death metal voice too. Death metal lead singer. What do you want to order? What do you want to order at Chick Fil A? <laughs> I can't do it. That'll fuck my coins up. I know you be like, I fucking want. You said I fucking chicken and a fuck chicken grill. <laughs> Gotta watch my weight. Yeah. And you know Ray Charles was a fantastic saxophonist. Yeah, I so I, this is this is what he a was little, a tenor sax. Little skadoodle. This is like the little thing that will break everything yeah. down. The album. nicknamed the genius and the high priest of soul, Charles was the musician most responsible for developing soul music. Singers yes. like Sam Cooke, Jackie Wilson no also did a great deal of pioneer to the form. But Charles did even more to devise a new form of black pop by merging fifties R and B and gospel powered vocals. Yep. Adding plenty of flavor from contemporary jazz, blues, and sixties country. Sure did. Uh, then there was his singing style, which was then there wouldn't be take that again. Then there was his singing style, which was among the most emotional and easily identifiable of any twentieth century performer up there, with the likes of Elvis and Billie Holiday. He was also a suburb keyboard player, arranger, and band leader. Yeah, so he's... that that is, I think, the best like. Yeah, little they, chunk. It was beautiful the way he summarized it. You know, yeah, that's Adam. And Adam the, did a good job. And on the that. way I saw it, when I discovered that he was a great saxophonist, I was at the uh, Rock Hall of Fame about ten years ago, and I was like, and they had a Ray Charles exhibit, big old. Ray I Charles. bet it's. I bet he's he's a, he's a nice subsection of a floor. Yeah, yeah, he and, deserves it. And I was like, Ray Charles is playing the fucking sax, so everybody's in there going, "Holy shit, he's killing the sax!" Yeah. And he's still rocking, doing his. Even when we're blind, black people are cool. Oh God, God, you know, like Stevie does it. Did he have I white mean, eyes? Did he have white eyes? Or are they? Are I they never. Just... I don't think I never got to see him. Yeah, he always had did. his glasses on. Stevie has shown us his eyes, uh, but <laughs> white eyes, white Walker eyes. <laughs> like like when you when you fucking go to another dimension. <laughs> But Stevie has shown us his eye. But yeah, Ray Charles, man. Even you know, I don't know if you saw that doc, uh, that um, interview with Bob Costas. I did not. It's a Bob I might Costas. Have, I might have seen Ray I Charles. Seen. He asked about Elvis, and Ray Charles goes, "Well, I, well, I'm probably gonna lose some fans doing this one, but I, I really don't think that I, I really think uh, Elvis was all that. He was all right. I mean, and he goes, and Bob Costas is like, you mean to tell me you don't think Elvis was the great? Nah, well, come on now. I mean, Elvis was doing black people stuff. He was moving around like black people. I mean, there were plenty of guys that was way better than Elvis, but, you know, look at look at uh, Nat King Cole. He was way more talented, but he got in trouble because he was a black man. He, we weren't allowed to do any of that. Which is all true. <laughs> yeah, and Ray goes, Everything he's I'm saying just going to, he goes, ah, well, hell, I'm going to lose some fans, but, he wasn't all that. And this is a blind man saying you average. He can't even see your ass. 
but there's it's so crazy when you think about him and Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Like Stevie Wonder, I just read yesterday that every instrument except for the horns on Superstition he played. Ugh. Every single one of them. Dun, dun, or I, mean, I wish or Superstition. On Superstition. Yeah, I, that's my favorite Stevie Wonder song. Don't bump bump back that that what is that? It's like a, it's like I'm actually about to buy. I'm about to buy. Is that is that is that the thing? It's like a, I think it's a Clara something. It's Will not, you slide? No, it's a it's a it's like an old type of keyboard. It's almost it, like they're using the. It's funk, like an electric funk, 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 funk. That's I just thought, and then that's all just the guitar and the wah wah pedal. Yeah, but and it's the horns for me, in that, that song. Was that like, dun, 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 dun. It's, it's Stevie it's, Wonder it's is boss. that superstition is my favorite song. It's one of mine. And Stevie got a lot, but that and I wish because that horn section and I wish. Then it goes higher. Yeah. Fuck, man. And I, I really, I really appreciate composition. When you listen to Ray Charles, do the mess around, hit the roll jack. Oh, it's dude. So I listen the simplicity of his songs. So I listen to the record, the genius of Ray Charles, and you know, is if the fans obviously have listened to it probably this point too, where it was like it was more of a merging of the jazz and the country because he's playing a lot of ballads, he's playing a lot of, I mean, just like some of the, it's like the Great American Songbook type shit. Yeah, but then. I put on, I put on like just this is Ray Charles on Spotify, right, whatever the right. fuck it was, and I mean, you know, hit the road, Jack is such an excellent produced song. Yeah. Like it's even with the girl, like don't yeah. care if you do, I'm a scuba diver, do something about a double buffalo shoe. Against that juice, it's so bad. I bet you got a dozen go. I mean that. It's unreal. But same thing with this. Like, I, dude, it's just what's so funny is Adam, my guy that does all of this, is, he was like, don't worry, you're good to go, man. You've got eight pages of notes. And I'm like, all right, we'll mention about 8% of it. How about that? But no, it's like, Let the Good Times Roll is more of a jump blues song. Right. It Had to Be You is one of my favorite songs uh, ever yeah. written. Uh, Alexander's ragtime band, a little bit more upbeat. Yeah. Two years of torture. When your lover is gone, very beautiful. It, it, it's it's just this record. It really, it was such. I I was listening to it on the way at night for the second time on the way back up to to New York City on Saturday night, and I'm all like jacked up on Red Bull because I want to fucking get home. The show ended at like eleven thirty, <sighs> and it, it just brought me down into such a good mood this is the music that makes me that touches me more than anything mm. like I, I cry a lot listening to music this yeah. is this is what makes this is, this is the kind of album that makes me happy that i'm alive to experience it wow that's yeah. that's heavy and yeah. and well that's what that's what real music does man these these because you look at music now it just vibrates at a low megahertz it's very just, different frequency it, you don't that, you feel stagnant i feel dumb i feel like i got dumber yeah and you know, you listen to jazz people, you listen to people who grew up, like saw these people, They're, they just vibrate on a whole nother level and their intellect is, is another level. Cause you know what I mean? I think, I think to listen to this kind of music, this, I mean, if, if somebody that is in their twenties, let's say, mm -hmm. put this on and was like, yeah, I don't feel it. 
you know, it, it's just, I think it's a different culture now. Everybody is kind of used to, like, it's it's idiocracy now. Yeah. Where, where something like this might not be appreciated on the level that we were able to Well, the music it. business has, tra- has planned it that way to keep people even dumber because yeah. I really believe the powers that be use the music industry entertainment to control, you know, and there was a time back in the day where they were like, I want the best music. I want, even though we're going to still fuck you as far as money, sure. but we want the best shit. Yeah. And people were talented back then. Everybody, they sang, they danced, they played instruments. I mean, like there's the other song. <laughs> oh, Oh, we should have videotaped this one, dude. This is a this is a visual podcast. And then his legs are go oh. He, and uh, what's the other one? I'm sorry. Georgia. He, Georgia, oh my man, that's the state. Georgia. That's the and and as fucked up as Georgia is, he literally gave him a song. He's like, he's as horrible Georgia, as Georgia, Georgia can be to black y'all people. Y'all voted in Marjorie Taylor Greene, <laughs> and abortion's illegal from conception. Georgia, Georgia. Y'all still on that bullshit. <laughs> I don't know why gave you a song, but what the hell? I saw that check you gave me. <laughs> but what really, really hits me is so crazy when he did America, America. Yeah. America? Oh, no, that's America. That's- and he goes, God done shed his grace <laughs> on thee. <laughs> Hand crown dagger with brotherhood. My skin is jumping. Yeah. From sea. It's I like it's like Whitney go. doing. It's like Whitney at the end of the Star Swagger Banger at the Super Bowl oh, yeah. where she oh. goes. Oh. And the fucking jets go over. Yeah. God done shed his grace <laughs> on thee. It's so good. Damn. Yeah. That fucked me. Up. I I don't and, think there is. I I, I think going off of everything you know that that we know about music, yeah. then our time and then now. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to put Ray as a as as an icon no in doubt. in the top. I'd say in the not maybe not even just the top ten, but maybe in the top five for people that have changed made music. changed music. It's like yeah. yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up and coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. The thing that sucks is like we do all this top. It's stupid because I'm in. I like I like everybody equally, just about. 
You know, and they go, well, what's your top five? It's like, it, it's kind of stupid, but you do it just for, for people to have conversation. Ray Charles changed music. James Brown changed music. Stevie Wonder changed music. Would you say, would you say yeah. Ray Charles was more important to the 50s and the 60s than Elvis? Because I should have asked yes, that question was. earlier. No, I think Elvis was, it's a weird thing. I think so, but it's like I said, it's the time. Like, let's say Ray Charles had the same freedom as Elvis it would be a it would be a different story let's say he did it would probably he'd probably be just as equal but he's a blind guy so what it, the fact that he was blind made it like what fuck yeah it, it, it definitely has, you that, know what I'm saying so it's a different kind of I think El, I think Elvis you know he was very important to me everybody's on elvis's nuts right now because of that movie and and yes. i get it the movie's it great cute. It it's cute it's cute the it's guy cute. that played him is so sexy yeah, but yeah. he's a good looking dude good looking dude it. and elvis was a good looking dude and he killed elvis it. was great looking and and i think you if you watch clips of elvis uh, you know, doing um, not love me tender. What's the one that uh, Unchained Melody, the yeah. last song he played before he died, and yeah. he hits every note, and you're like, yeah, wow, yeah. this guy really was talented. Yeah. But there's more moments of Ray Charles doing something than Elvis. Elvis, Elvis just got was, a pass because he's white. He's white, and he was good looking, yeah. and he was just cooler. It's like what Eddie Murphy did to comedy. He made yeah. it sexy, and he's wearing leather pants and. And, and you know Richard Pryor, of course, is the greatest. But Richard wasn't sexy. Not at all. Richard was like, "Kiss my ass, nigga." Shit. <laughs> God damn, I like the pussy. <laughs> you know, Richard didn't look like he was just getting pussy. Eddie looked like he got pussy. Eddie got pussy. You know, you know, you know what I mean. It's just they were both great for the culture. They were both great for the art form. But they were just different. They were just different. Ray Charles is a blind dude. He he sat at the piano. He didn't dance around. You know. Elvis was like, and then of course he was white, so he got way more advantage. I actually had the privilege of hosting Mix Magazine. Uh-huh. Mix Magazine. They had me, this guy named, it's a Halal, very Jewish name, Halal or Hill, Hill something. It's, it starts with an H. And he, it was a downtown show. It was a corporate gig. Why don't you, you want to be the host of Mix Magazine? I go, what the fuck is that? It's the Oscars for sound engineers. Okay. So I'm like, I go there and I don't know what to expect. It's a tribute to Paul McCartney. Okay. Paul wasn't there, but Paul was via satellite or whatever. Still it's, cool. It's still me. Really cool. It's me. I'm still saying yes to all of this. Yeah, and I'm hosting. It's me. Ike Turner. Herbie Hancock. Menachem. <laughs> right. And it's uh, Stevie Wonder uh, and S Sam Phillips. If you know who Sam Phillips do, is, yeah. Sun Records. He was the first one. Oh, yeah, know. dude. We did we did his album. We did that album on the podcast. Rocket 88 was the first rock and roll album by Ike Turner. Rocket, my Rocket 88. You ever hear Rocket 88? I think so, yeah. Rocket 88 is fantastic. It's the first rock and roll album, rock and roll record by Ike Turner that Sam said, I'm going to record black artists. Fuck you guys. Yeah. He stepped it up. I met Sam Phillips before oh, no he passed. Oh, no way. That's Dude, fucking he, cool. I was hanging with them. I was telling jokes, reading, and I was And you calling. probably were killing, too. So then they oh, already are just like. I had like, the little thing. I was reading. I go, and the next winner is uh, the X9458. <laughs> and they were like, whoa, we did it. It's like the Oscars. 
for sound engineers. <laughs> P76, come yeah, yeah. on! And, and P76. The win- and like, the winner is the nominees are 59829. Like, Kanye walks up and he's like, listen, I know the PX3472 <laughs> won the award, but Jim Jenkins 785 Korg 97 is the greatest ever. His speakers are way better than that. And yo, and it was because Stevie Wonder, you know, was like, he came up to me, he's like, he goes like this. He goes, if I'm, if you make fun of me, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. But I got jokes too. It was like they, I literally, and I turned. Was like, man, I need to take you on the road. I'm like, you ain't smacking me up. <laughs> oh man, I ain't doing that shit, man. You know, and Herbie Hancock, hey, what's happening, brother? Already is the best. Herbie, my friend Tall works with him a lot. Yeah. Do you do, do people understand? He's one of the greatest American composers ever. Do you know he com- he composed this song? Uh, I'm sorry, um, blow up. That 1960s film Blow Up with the Yardbirds on it. You know the Yardbirds? I know the Yardbirds, yeah. Isn't that Eric Clapton's first group? One of them, yeah. He, he, yeah. Dude, it's a it's a movie called Blow Up, all right? It's a 1960s thriller about this photographer that sees a murder. It's a, it's an old Italian film. I have the poster. I had it in college, and I have the T-shirt now. Oh, wow. Blow Up. It's a guy. He's guys. He's over this girl, this model laying down, and it's a camera. And it's a great movie poster. Herbie Hancock produced that fucking album in the 60s. It's no different than Quincy Jones. And Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones did Michael Jackson, which made Quincy. Quincy Jones did the fucking Austin Powers song. No, no, no. No, no, no. But I'm saying Quincy's going to get the shine because he worked on Thriller and Off the Wall. Right. Yes. Where where Herbie Hancock, you know, worked on a lot of things, but nothing that that was at, on at, that exactly. level of that. But, but they don't realize their breadth of fucking work. They're, they're, yeah, they're the exact Kirby same. Hancock and Quincy Jones. I mean, we should talk about that. Let me Can ask I you come this. back again? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah music I have a couple Patreon questions. Yeah. Um, would you rather be deaf or blind? Deaf. Deaf, why? Because uh, I want to see. Fuck that. I want to see, and I'd rather do, in sign language is fine with me. I'd rather be able to see. Fuck that. I'd rather be a C. And plus, sometimes you don't trying to hear half these motherfuckers anyway. That's true, Ugh. but I would have been. You never be able to hear music again. I don't. Uh, you never know, though. They're making. There's. I won't. I don't want to see. I don't want to like lose my sight. But then every girl you hook up with is hot. You can just envision. You feel a lump. You're like, like oh, that's their must, ankle bone. Yeah, you feel. You no, know, you feel the lump. You're like, that must be the couch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd rather a, be able to see. You know, I'd rather be able to see. I think, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I would do, I think I would, because of music, that's the one thing. And yes, you're right that they do have these implants now to make you deaf. But I mean, which, whatever you choose, would you rather have dealt with it since birth or have it for X amount of your life and then lose it? So would you rather, so you want to see, would you rather lose your hearing right from birth or would you rather lose it like, you know, at like 16? Maybe lose it because there's a chance of it coming back. Maybe. I also feel like if you lose it, you at least, especially if you're if you're blind, you know you're deaf, but you can see. The longer you have the ability to hear words and talk, the more you actually still yeah can formulate yeah. words. I think there's like, a way that deaf people do listen to music. They have new the technology now. I think. But you know what I mean. It's like yeah, you're, I know somebody has been been deaf since birth. It's just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. Wow. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Listen, and another thing too, you know, the Osmonds, their two twin brothers were deaf. 
Really? And they tap dance to vibrations. No shit. Yeah, you know the Osmond, they had 900 of them motherfuckers. Mormons. So, you know, they they're, 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 they had twin brothers that would tap to music, but they would hear the vibration. It was crazy. Yeah. I, I would say, if you ask me right now, at this age, I would rather be, if I lost it now, I'd rather lose my sight now. Um, Fuck no. Glasses fucking just, uh, you know. I'll take glasses. No, I don't want to lose my sight. Hell no. So there's another one. Stevie Wonder and Rain Charles are often lumped together. If you remove the entirety of either of their musical catalogs, catalogs, which would be a bigger loss for music as a whole? Stevie Wonder. Why do you think that? Um, Stevie Wonder's songs just really transcended a lot. You know, his love songs. And at the time, he sang about oppression, like living just enough for the city. I'm li-. He sang a lot about Martin Luther King. Happy birthday! All right, to now you. I'm gonna. I think a lot of his songs at the time with civil rights, he just they, it's just the timing of it. People remember it more, and it's sure. more ingrained in people's heads. I think uh, you're not wrong what you're yeah. saying, but I I think you can lose Stevie. And music would be different right now. But if you lost Ray Charles, there might not be a Stevie Wonder. Well, that's an easy one because Stevie probably learned from Ray Charles. Exactly. And it, well, that's like saying if without Dr. J, there's no Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, yeah, but that, we can say that because of it makes sense because you needed Ray Charles for a Stevie Wonder. Somebody in basketball was eventually going to fucking do a cool dunk. Somebody was. Somebody was. Yeah. But you needed those guys to create. You needed Jordan to create LeBron. You need air apparent, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with that one. There's no wrong answer because, but I just think, I mean, I love them both and you need them both, but I just think Stevie Wonder because Stevie was more of the, the, the he was a little more cooler as a blind guy because his songs were funky. He got yeah. funky songs, Hotter Than July. He had dance music, more dance music, you know? Um do I do what you do? It was more they and they hit the charts. I think I don't know what comparison wise, but I think he probably had more hits and more popularity, more crossover. Maybe I don't know because Ray Charles was more fifties and six. You know what I mean? Stevie Wonder was like seventies. You know where disco was around and so you know what sure. I'm saying. So marketing was probably different, and he was black and he had more freedom. At the time, sure, but I, he was I, on I Sesame think, Street. I, <laughs> he was on Ray Soul was, Train. Ray was on Sesame Street. I don't think Street, Ray dude. was. Yeah, he was. Was he? Everybody was on Are Sesame Street. Are you going Street. to play us one of your songs, Ray? They, they just had Brett Goldstein was just on there from fucking uh, Ted Lasso. Everybody, if you're famous, Man, I, I really want to be on Sesame Street so badly. Fuck, I want to get on there. Um, all right, everybody listening, I want when you promote this episode hashtag. Godfrey on get Godfrey on Sesame Street. <laughs> I want to see who's listening. I really want to get, get on Sesame Street. Godfrey on Please. Sesame Street. I deserve to be on Sesame Street. And I wait, why do you deserve it? Um, because I'm a kid, I'm a I'm a I'm a child of Sesame Street. Um I was raised by Sesame Street. Um I used to work on the Cosby show. I was Cosby's um audience coordinator right next door to Sesame Street in Sty- um Kaufman Astoria Studios when I lived in Queens. And I deserve it because <laughs> I just do, and I can do Grover. This that's is the great way. Grover. I what? I said it's a great Grover. It's a great Grover, right? This is the way we're supposed to do it. <laughs> Help me! Yeah, 
I, I can do Cookie Monster. I want to be on The Simpsons. That's the thing I want to be on. I want to do. A, I just want to do a quick voice on The Simpsons, and I'm I'm one pubic hair away from it because it would be great to see your goddamn comedy jam on one of the episodes, and you're shitting on Homer. He's trying to sing a song. That would be your whole goddamn comedy jam thing. Wait, you, Get Michael Price. Do you hear this, buddy? And they can show you and draw you as a Simpsons character. Oh no, I already have that. I have that in the other room. I really? went to. I went to because uh, Michael Price is the executive producer, creator of F is for Family with Burr. Yeah. I was on that. And wow, he, nice. Mike, Mike works for The Simpsons. He's one of the big directors for The Simpsons. Been doing it for years. And so I was like, dude, I'd love to go to a table read. And he goes, oh, no, I say I love The Simpsons. He goes, well, come to a table read. So I go, and they're all there. And all David's, those loaded motherfuckers. David's, oh, dude. They, they're so, so loaded, they don't money. even show up anymore. Like like three out, oh. of the, out of the main seven people. Dan, he doesn't show up? Dan showed up. No, okay. no, Dan did not show up. Dan Castanella didn't show up. I don't know how to say his name. He didn't show up. Um, Hank Azaria didn't show up. The only people that showed up were Yardley mm -hmm. and uh, Nancy Cartwright was there, and then Tracy uh, McNeil, I think her name is. I, I've seen she I've does. seen a table read in Montreal live table read. It was fantastic. With all those, but it's the best. I I want to do a voice too. You know John Viner? I don't. Okay, he he's been working on that. He was a comic in New York who works on there too. But fuck, man. But check it. So I go there and uh -huh. David Silverman, who's one of the main creators oh. and like directors and everything on the show and writers, yeah. he's there and he's like drawing like people will be like, Can you sign my script? And he's oh, drawing awesome. he's, not, he's not drawing other people that are that are asking. He's just drawing characters. And then I stand there and I don't know what it is about my life, but the shit like this always happens to me. That's awesome. And I go up and I go, Hey man, I was like, I'm such a huge fan. I show him the Simpsons tattoos I have. I go, Do you mind just sketching me real quick? And he just looks at me. Does it? It looks exactly like me. And then my buddy, I show my buddy, and my buddy's like, he goes up to me, and goes, "Would you mind sketching me?" And he goes, "No," because <laughs> that's my life. He just I'm the, said I'm no the charismatic to... one. You he know said what I mean? no. He said no. Yeah, he just drew. He drew like a little fucking Homer form. But for me, I'll show it to you. It's it's fucking. Damn. It's great. Yeah, I would like because voiceovers. I mean, I'm slowly starting to do them more. You should be because you do so many great yeah, voices. But it's a matter of getting in. You just got it's. You talk to your agents and, then there's, and have them focus I, 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 it. I audition for them. I go in, read for stuff. It's just people like, you just did about eight different character voices. And how come you, I go, I don't fucking know. And people always act like you could just pick up a phone and go, yo, Simpsons, what's good? <laughs> yeah. Why you on some bullshit right now? <laughs> Let me get a motherfucking character real quick. Yo, that should be a straight gas. Like, get me up in that come motherfucker. On. Listen, Pops. <laughs> all I want to do is do one of them goddamn voices, Pops. You know it, Pops. Come on, come Pops. On. That's going to be me. It's going to be me when I'm 70, 80. I'm going to sound like Louis Armstrong. Like, all right, that's thing. Come on. I'll come on, Pops. I host that. What I'll a wonderful up. world. I see trees oh. of green. You're, I can't do a Ray like you can. Your Ray is like, fuck, man. I got a woman way <laughs> over time. That's good to me. Oh, yeah. No, but even when you were talking about like him, the, about Elvis, Elvis, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to lose. I think hey, I'm going to lose some fans when I say this. Do you know that Denzel was originally offered the role of Ray prior to, that Ray, to Jamie Foxx? That is Fox. fucking hilarious. Yeah, I know. Ray, so he'd be like this, uh, all right, so... Uh, so I'm I'm playing I'm playing gospel and I'm also playing. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? That's what you're telling me. You don't want. Where are you? Where are you? What's your name? <laughs> I feel like I can feel your arms. My I feel man. Your arms. My, My man. man. I feel your arms. <laughs> He's like. <"What?" laughs> Would you, but, but do you think that 
Denzel would have done a better job than Jamie? No. I don't think so either. No, because of Jamie being a trained pianist already and can sing his. I think he sang yes. everything. Yeah, he did. He can sing and he's a good mimic. Denzel can do anything, but I think that Jamie just was that it was guy. The, it was the role he was, was born to play. Perfect. He just nailed it. He really did. Denzel killed Malcolm X. It's like you know, Jamie wouldn't been Malcolm X. No, Denzel. You know. So speaking of which, I, I don't. This is so off topic, but does anybody know what's wrong with Jamie Foxx right I now? I do not know. I have no idea. I, I figured because you're black, you know yeah, the black yeah. Community. I don't. I know. I you know. I I don't know. Anytime a rabbi is in trouble, I'm asking you. Are you a practicing Jewish guy? Not practicing. No. I didn't think you were. I'm so not practicing that my... I my, don't feel you're Jewish, really. My, my niece is getting bat mitzvah at the end of the month. And you don't they, give a fuck. They want me... I, I give a fuck for her. I'm like, yes. oh, good for... She knows, she knows more Hebrew than I've ever learned in my life. And, and they want me to read a passage from the Torah. And if I do that, I can officially be bar mitzvah because I never got bar mitzvah. Do you get to sing it? Oh, I'm not doing it. Oh, I was like, I don't have time to learn Hebrew. And they're like, no, you can just read it. I go, I really don't care. I'm so not religious at all. Like, I don't, yeah, believe, like, yeah. I don't believe in it. I think religion is, is the reason the world is a fucked up place. And it's no, a way, it's a way for us to deal Money, well, for, for them, but it's a way for us and these people in the South and these people all over to deal with the idea that we're going to die, which is so, yeah. It's so scary when you're like, one day I won't be here. What's going to happen? And then you have religions that are like, you'll go to the fucking promised land and there's fucking, yeah, yeah. or it's 72 virgins yeah, and this. Yeah. So once you accept that, you're just like, it's just death. We all die. That doesn't mean they're right. That doesn't mean that they're right. Yeah. I get it, but it's yeah. scary. And yeah. and so I just never got into it. You know, yeah. trust yeah. me, dude, if I could have been bar mitzvah when I was 13 and just faked my way through it, I would have yeah. fucking done it. Would have yeah. had my college money paid for, but yeah, but, but you know, fuck it. Yeah. All right, here, let's let's wrap this up. <laughs> this is so great, dude. You're coming back. Oh, yeah. 100% you're coming back. Oh, cool. All right, so I'm going to ask you these questions. Um, all right, first question. I ask this to everybody. All right, what's your favorite song on the record? Uh, I'm going to say Let the Good Times Roll because I just like that big band backing them up. That's just like Sinatra and Count Basie just... Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Just want to kick your leg. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah! Da, da. Yeah, <laughs> play it again, Charlie. <laughs> Take them home. <laughs> I love that. I love big band backup shit. I've always just watching old films from back in the day and that big band shit. Duke Ellington, Basie, just fucking ah. That's why Sinatra was so cold. Yeah, he had that. Come on. Yo, Charlie, bring the car around. I'm about to end it right here. I got a, I got a Patsy's Pizza being yeah, delivered yeah. in Good 45. Good night. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't wrong, dude. I right. love that shit. All right, what, what's? I hate this is such a loaded question, but what's your least favorite on the record, or what do you skip over? I love them all, and it depends on what mood you're in. I'm always in the mood for that big man. Bit, 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 bit. I want that to wake me up. Get up, time to go to work now. Come on. Yeah, that should be the alarm. It's like, yeah, bit, bit, brush your teeth. You wake, you, wake, you wake up again, sleep apnea. Yeah, none of them. I mean, you know, and. The slow songs are amazing. I mean, it's just great. It's just a perfect album. It's a great it's just record. Amazing. Yeah. It's, this is this was a very. You know. I I loved uh, all of them. If I had to skip over the one that I I just it had to be you. It's not a bad song at all. So like just so everybody knows, I'm not saying it's a bad song. What I'm saying is. 
uh, it's just out of all of them. I I know that song so well from other people. From other people, like the Harry Connick Jr. version of that. Some mothers I've seen, just the big band. Like yeah, yeah. I used to do that uh, when I DJed karaoke parties when I was a bar mitzvah DJ or like a private party DJ. I would they I do a song every like five songs because these people would suck. And so I I had a couple. I had like I had like try a little tenderness. I do by Otis Redding. Right. Then I do it had to be you, and I would just. I mean, I had the hand motion. It had to be you. <laughs> banana, banana. Um, so that's one. Only because I yeah. heard the song so much that I didn't really need to listen to it after the first time. Right, right, right. Because sometimes some people have done it so well. It's just, dude, I'd never heard, I'd never heard Ragtime Band. I never heard I Am Blue. I never right. heard Come Rain or Come Shine. Right. So, you know, you, you, after you listen to it once. It had to be. Yeah. But after you listen to it once yeah. and I'm only, I'm only given this album about two or three listens. I, I want to get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah. I know the song. Hey, this is Scott from Fly on the Call. Each week I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or the Wonder Years or band on the rise like Spanish Love Songs, Origami Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com. All right, this is my favorite question. I'm excited to know your answer. Can you fuck to this album? I don't think so. Why not? Unless you left it on by accident and she didn't mind. You know, <laughs> you, you don't want the big band fucking <laughs> dick bit in. The bad That's, bands come on. You pulling your dick out. Wow, those are some big titties. <laughs> dick did in, did in. Hey, you mind if I go down here? Take them home, Charlie. <laughs> 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 She's about to come. <laughs> yeah. End of sex. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Bad is coming you, on your you back, walk baby. In all leg. Take off the condom and twirl it around. Chuck that shit. Wait, the dog's gonna eat it. Bad bit Are you out of trash bags? Oh, you know what's great? My where somebody hasn't moved in yet. It's something you listen to kind of on your own. I think yeah. This I think you of, can fuck to this. I do. I can pretty much fuck to anything. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I fuck to commercials on TV. Come on. I fucked to the Ducktales theme song Duck once. Ta- Ooh, that's yeah. the shit. Well, I didn't put it on that. I don't know. This is back I in Apple. To the facts of life. This is dude. Apple <laughs> iTunes. I used to put it on random. And then you forget that you have a catalog oh, of yeah. ten thousand oh, yeah. songs. Oh, yeah. And so it starts off with like these arms of mine. You're like, all right, and then it's just like boom, 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 boom. boom. Life is like an every summer. You're like, all right, fuck it. You're, like, you're you in take the, th- the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the, the back to beam. The, the facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you're growing now. You know what you the next song after that is? Facts of life. All right, last question. Last question. This was so great, Godfrey. Um, What would be your elevator pitch to get somebody to listen to this record? 
I say, hey, I'm going to tell you, you like big band music? You want to see something with crescendos and fucking big horns and tunes? You want something that vibrates at a fucking megahertz? Well, baby, let me tell you something, man. This is copacetic, man. Ray Charles, the genius of Ray Charles. Watch a blind man tear that shit up. These motherfuckers that can't see can't even come close to this man. Mm-hmm. Please listen to it for me. <laughs> listen to it or I'll never invite you to another comedy show. And by the way, and the winner for best audio interface is the P73279. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, promote away, dude, please. Anything you want to promote. Man, I'll be in Indianapolis at the Helium Comedy Club uh, May 12th to the 14th. Also, the Louisville Comedy Club in Louisville, Kentucky. Fuck yeah. 26th to the uh, 28th. And check out my podcast, In Godfrey We Trust, on the Gas Digital Network. Fuck you know, yeah. Skank guys. Gas Digital, that's Tuesdays at 10 p.m. and Fridays at 10 p.m. And yeah, man, and just go to my website, GodfreyLive.com, so you can find out where I'm going to be as far as all around the country because I tour all the way to the end of the damn year. So GodfreyLive.com, and check me out. You know, t- my Instagram is Comedian Godfrey, and my TikTok is Godfrey Comedian because I've been using my TikTok lives a lot, so I'm glad I'm using TikTok now. You're very, you're very, I love when you do the the British guy. With the, Hello, with the, everyone, Godfrey yeah, here. Yeah, that's great. You've yeah, had, I had to, you know, when I want to talk about issues and you do it in character, people can absorb it better. It's, that's why... You know, South Park can say whatever the fuck. Hundred percent. The Simpsons, because people kind of separate. They don't think it's you. So when you do it in character, it's like racism. Let's talk Genius. about this. Because I remember during, I started noticing it during the summer of, yeah. of of social unrest, and when you really started, like, what I remember, you starting to push them out, and you were yeah. saying things that were like, "Oh, this is spot yeah. on." And you know who became a big fan? Lenny Kravitz. Really? I had a two-hour conversation with him on the phone. He gave me his number. He goes. He goes, brother, man, the shit you're doing, dude, that's what, that's what, so, I go, Lenny, he's one of my favorite, I love, sure. I go, fucking Lenny Kravitz, I'm on the phone with Lenny Kravitz and Nas. Wow. Yeah, Nas said, yo, kill, I'm gonna tell you something, son, that shit you do with the pipe, with the British dude, that shit is fucking genius. I'm on the phone with these guys. Wow. Yeah, just from doing it's that. It's so I, cool that, that yeah. you know, you're doing it in your living room. You think about it, you write it, you do it in your and living you room. And then you, and it reaches. And it reaches so, millions of people and then people amazing. that you love. It's scary how yeah. amazing. And then you forget, well, I'm a creator too. Because we're, we're so used to watching them be in the front. And then we forget we create too. But they we can't create. do that. I mean, more. I mean, Nas kind of can, but he needs a beat. He needs a right, song. Right. Yeah, it's Nas like he's got it. Yeah. He can put it but in his. We do comedy. People look at us like, oh shit, fuck that. Yeah, you can't do that. No, I can't rap. I ain't playing guitar and killing it. You can't do comedy. See, I can do everything though. Can I, you play? Will you play instruments? I got one hanging there. I'm about to get a keyboard right there. You I think play, I might buy it. Instruments you play? Good. Yeah. Like three of them I could play like guitar, uh, drums, and I would say piano are my three best. I sing the best, uh, but I f- can figure out anything. I, I, I listen, man. I The reason I sing now more than anything is I just, that's like. You love it. I, I just don't. My buddy that passed away, my buddy Angelo Bowers, which is the reason I'm doing this podcast. Uh-huh. He He said to me very early on in our careers, 
he was like, I don't know how you do it, right. but you got to combine comedy with music. He's like, you have to. I don't know if it's you write funny songs, but right. that's when you're at your happiest. Oh, wow. And I think like when I started after the pandemic, when I started doing the jam again and and for a while, people would um, would like before the pandemic, people would compliment me after a jam, be like, oh, my God, you're the show. And I'd be like, no, no, it's yeah. it's Burr or it's the band or it's yeah, this. Yeah. It's yeah. I never took responsibility for it might being me. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit. And then I was like, I started just really just leaning in and started my stand up started inching towards that. And then people were like, you're the jam. And I'd be like, yes, I am. That's why the show is good. Other people tried to do it, but it's me because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's true, and and that's it. And so, like, dude, I'll tell you this right now. I, I, you know, you are you're I, watching you on stage. You kill so hard. Dave Attell kills so hard. Because if I have that band, I can follow anybody. Right. And it's not like I'm gonna erase anything. Right. Right. I can just because if I didn't, I'd be like, oh fuck, man, I gotta follow Godfrey. Godfrey's on. I'm sorry, it's so hot in here. Me and you are sweating like a pastor right now. We're like, you're like, good lord. What is about eight or five degree in here? God. It's just. But God, this is it. And it's the same reason you're so funny. You're being yourself up there, and when you're being you, yeah. And you're being, you know, if it's all you can be, it's That's like it. that you can be the best version of whatever the fucking yep. career, if whether it's if you're writing songs in your voice, if you're, you know, some of the best actors aren't even acting. They're just playing themselves, they're playing themselves. And I think that's that's the key. That was the best advice I ever got. Whatever you are, lean the fuck into lean it. Lean into yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's it. That's it's the comfort comfort. It's like having a conversation. I'm having a conversation with people. You know, you you said something earlier, which yeah. I'm so glad that you, you that you came on for this. Is that yeah. you you mentioned the word vibrations, and yes. I think you run at a higher vibration to be able to do what we do. Com- comedians uh-huh. have to run it that way, but I yeah. feel like you run like watching you on stage. You connect with everybody in the room, yeah. and they all yeah. feel like they're your friend when yeah. they're watching. Yeah. So that's that's a different vibration, dude. Dude, Ray Charles for life. Uh, you, you fucking You got the rolled. right one, baby. Uh-huh. He used to do Pepsi commercials. You got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I yeah. do remember yeah, that. Yeah, you got the right one, baby. <laughs> Give me one of those and I'm hitting, I'm in stock. Are you ready? Two. You got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. What did I tell you? What did I tell you, Godfrey? On Instagram, at Comedian Godfrey. Get tickets to the Hard in the Paint stand-up tour at GodfreyLive.com and listen to his podcast in Godfrey We Trust. For new music, we have Christian Leave. And you're listening to the song, Why Not? Uh, and you can find all music on our website, the500podcast.com. And if you want your song played at the end of this podcast, send us your song. Send it up to us. We will play it. Even if it's farting in a microphone, send the song 500podcast at gmail.com, y'all. And uh, next week, it's Grateful Dead week. You ready? Working Man's Dead. We're going through, we got like four Grateful Dead records in a row. So uh, we're bringing Phil back. Philly, Working Man's Dead. It's from 1970. Do your homework. Soon as a chance So I say Hey you Why not work on it Like we used to
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, I'm Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Next Chapter Podcasts.